I'm Christy Cooper, birth doula and creator of Little Doula on the Prairie, and you're listening to Birthing on the Prairies. This podcast was made as a safe place for women here on the prairies to come share their birth stories in every shape and form. So come grab a coffee and join us to hear informative, empowering birth stories from women right here in our communities. Okay, so you guys, we're here for another episode of Birthing on the Prairies, and we're here with Ariel. I'm so excited. So basically, I'm a doula who's supporting rural Alberta-ish, basically from Edmonton to Wainwright. I'm your girl. (laughs) So anyways, I started doing the Birthing on the Prairies stories basically during the heat of COVID when I felt like we needed all something to do and come together together. everyone has had a baby or know someone who's had a baby and I think it's so important that we can learn so much from each other's stories so when Ariel had her baby I was like oh my gosh I have to get this girl on here because she has (laughs) such a wild story to tell um so crazy so yeah um everyone say hi to Ariel Uh, Ariel, go ahead and introduce yourself let everyone know where you live where you're at and we'll get into your story Um, yep, so I'm Ariel. I live in Ladue with my husband, and we have two kids. My oldest is Peter, and he's two and a half right now. He's crazy, (laughs) super fun crazy. Um, And then my youngest, who I had in April, is six months, and her name's Blake, and she was, uh, this is what my story is about. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe she's already six months old. I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh my god. I remember my story like yesterday, so it doesn't feel like she's six months. (laughs) Well, that's good because, oh my goodness. I feel like this story, I don't think you'll ever forget it as hard as you ever try. No. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So let's take it all the way back to finding out you're pregnant. So what was that like? Um, So finding out we are pregnant with Blake. It was really, really emotional because before her I had miscarried. So I was very, I was in the mix of, I was really scared to be pregnant again. I really wanted to be pregnant again. So there's like a lot of emotions when we found out we were pregnant again. And yeah. I, I don't think I was near as excited as my husband was just cause yeah. I was so scared of it this time. And I just didn't think mentally I could do a miscarriage again. I was just so, so scared, but um once it kind of set in okay we got this like we we're gonna have a baby and like let's let's change I kind of like I almost forced myself to change my mindset into kind of thinking that I didn't miscarry before which it was in a sense a mistake for me to do because I was dismissing those emotions so yeah it the beginning of finding out we were pregnant was really challenging for me because I was trying to be really excited, like forcing myself when I just should have just been allowing myself to just be what I needed to be. Um, And I think a lot of it has to do with like, you know, my husband was so excited. So I just wanted to share that excitement with him. So I definitely had like a moment of like, okay, we're so lucky we, you know, got pregnant again this fast. And like, it was just that part, I kind of tried to dial myself into being that excited, but it definitely was a lot of emotions, like all over the map emotions of finding out we were pregnant with her. Um, I believe it. Yeah, that was like 
a hard part about it I guess but like exciting <laughs> it's a weird <laughs> concept <laughs> but, that's so cute so how quickly did you get pregnant after your miscarriage um so it was when did we it was five months five months after I miscarried okay so yeah it definitely felt quick for me yeah because <laughs> it was a lot of healing in those five months oh, um, totally. and uh, yeah and the, just, I, the crazy part is too like those five months was like I felt like I um like the month that we got we conceived that was the month that I was finally like like really in it and I was kind of ready to try again and those yeah. other four months I wasn't really in it mentally and I was really disconnected and I kind of was doing it more or less for my husband which I didn't think of that back in that moment and so it's crazy to think that the month that I finally felt mentally good and ready for it is the month that we conceived your so body was like, ready too yeah so it's just kind of like uh, well that's good that's yeah. good because I feel like that probably helped you even you know helped you even more so get through that period of time like being like having your heart ready and your mind yeah. ready yeah totally oh <sighs> gosh so how was early pregnancy with that pregnancy of Blake like were you how are you feeling oh so <laughs> Blake's pregnancy was um awful <laughs> it, <laughs> and I I like it took me a long time to say that because I didn't understand how like with my son, my pregnancy was just amazing. I loved being pregnant. I had like, you know, I had morning sickness or day sickness, let's call it for the whole yeah. first trimester, but then second trimester hit and I was like a new woman. I was like energized. I felt great. So with Blake, I felt I was really, really sick, like from the get go, like early, early, like four weeks in, I was ill. Um, and then kind of when first trimester was over I had the expectation of you know I'm gonna feel good again because that's how it went last time which yeah. that's not how it works <laughs> you almost think all they're all so different but there's yeah exactly so I I really really struggled with her pregnancy because I was sick for her entire pregnancy um and mentally that was really hard because I didn't expect that I had expectation to like really enjoy it. I had a lot of guilt that I wasn't enjoying it because I'd miscarried previously. So I felt like, right. you know, Ariel, you're supposed to be, you know, lucky that you are even pregnant. So suck it up yeah. type thing. And so there was a lot of, again, dismissing my feelings when I should have been. Mm -hmm. um, and now like looking back on it, I really know that I should have just allowed myself to be, but you know, you think you're supposed to just push it down and be this big superstar yeah. and just when really I should have just been like I'm struggling yeah. um I think it was about like seven months into my pregnancy I told my midwife that I was depressed and had a lot of anxiety and she was amazing about it she like gave me a recommendation to talk to a therapist and um like every every appointment she was really great on just like talking to me and letting me cry and have my moments and but I definitely that's so really important though that's yeah. so important I guess I didn't think I'd struggle it was, it was a weird because I didn't with 
Peter in his pregnancy, like I said, it was amazing. Um, mentally, especially. So for me, it was really hard to have such a different pregnancy second time around and like accept it, I guess. So yeah. Yeah. Oh it got God. better at the end. <laughs> as sick at the end. Like I think it was eight months, eight to nine months. I was sick like twice a week. So that wasn't as bad, but that came with the territory of like, I was so sore and wasn't sleeping, but you know, right. You know, right. The good oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Pregnancy. Cool. So how did it go with deciding your birth team? So I know you just mentioned you had a midwife. Mm-hmm. So what led you to go down that path rather than an OB? Uh, so with Peter, I had an OB and she was great. Um, she, well, she actually didn't deliver Peter, which I, I, it didn't bother me that much. I just like, if you know what you're doing, just help me out. <laughs> right. But um, I had recently... I think I guess it'd be like two years ago. I took a doula course actually after I had Peter because I just Oh really? Yeah. I really was like, um, I don't know, I just think the whole process of pregnancy and giving birth and afterwards is just like incredible what we can do. Yeah. And so I after I had my first, I was like, I wanna learn more. Like I didn't really I kind of went into like my first with like a very open mindset in the sense of like I didn't know anything and I was okay with that like I was like the doctors will tell me what to do like just gonna go with the flow and and everything worked out well which was great but I wanted to know more because I just thought it was so fascinating so yeah I took a doula course and learned a lot about just OBs midwives like what the doula is for like I because I thought a doula and midwife were the same thing I had no idea what anything was right so yeah when I took that course I just kind of realized I'm like I think I want to try a midwife the next time because just from the what I learned in that course was I just kind of put together that midwives are more hands-on more um connected with you it's just more personalized, which I'm a super open person and I like to talk and I like to let you know how I'm feeling and doing. Whereas like an OB, I don't find is as, you're not as connected with your OB, just in the sense of like, it's shorter appointments. Um, It's just like, no offense to OBs, but I wanted to try the midwife route to see like that connection and I, I forget what the percentage is for a midwife to deliver compared to an OB and I was like well that'd be sort it's of quite cool. a bit higher like yeah so midwife that you get on it's a very high probability that she is going to be the one delivering yeah so I kind of was like I think that'd be really cool to like build this relationship with a midwife and have them deliver my baby I think that would be really special which I didn't mm-hmm. kind of look at it that with an OB necessarily yeah um so yeah that's kind of the doula course just intrigued me more to explore my options with a midwife. So that's kind of why that's I chose that. That's so exciting. No, and that's good. And I feel too, from like the mental health aspect, again, of that pregnancy, I feel like a midwife was a great choice too, because again, mm-hmm. longer appointment times and more invested yeah. and validating you. Yeah. Wicked. Uh, the longer appointment time is, it's funny you mentioned that just because that's so true that I, it's almost like I knew I had that 30 minute appointment with my midwife. So I felt good going and sitting down and she'd just say, how's it going? And I just let it all out. Whereas 
with an OB with Peter's pregnancy, I kind of felt like it was like, you go in and it's like, how's it going? I'm like, good. And then it was like, yeah, everything looks good. And then it's like, okay, bye. <laughs> so just like, I don't know, I like to talk. So <laughs> yeah, no, and it's so true. It's so true. Yeah, oh, that's so great. Um, so basically, after that, you had your midwife. And what kind of birth were you planning for? Oh, my kids are oh. <laughs> mommy. Um, um, what kind of birth was I planning for? Like, um, when, like, when you were like, we're envisioning your birth with your midwife, was, were you aiming for like unmedicated, like home birth? Hospital yeah, birth? so I really was wanting to see where my body could take me this time in the yeah. sense of allowing myself to go as long as I could without, um, drug intervention um <laughs> I did get an epidural with my son so oh hi hello Rosalita do you want a color okay you can come sit here I'm prepared with coloring sorry about this everybody mom life mom life yeah <laughs> There you go. I'm pretty sure my son is jumping off the couch right now because it's like, the, it <laughs> I like can hear him. Break in. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, um, that's cool. But yeah, no, I, I wanted to see where my body could take me this time. Um, because again, back to the doula course, we had watched videos, we had talked, you know, spoke about like things to help women while they're in labor naturally. Right. And I kind of like, when I had Peter, I kind of thought that was all just mumbo jumbo. Like I was just like, you know, like, yeah, right. You could not be in pain and all this right. stuff. And so um, I was just really intrigued that way. And I, and I had the open mind of, you know, if I need drug intervention, like I'm not closed off to it, but I just really wanted to allow myself to just put a lot of effort into allowing my body to do what it's you know meant to do um right. so that was my vision in a sense like allow myself naturally to be you know go into labor and and hopefully deliver and I had the vision of a water birth to start with um but then I changed my mind because I wanted to deliver in the hospital not at home so from Leduc, the closest place for a water birth is the Royal Alex, and that's like a 50-minute drive for me. So oh I actually changed my mind because of the drive. I was like, you know what? I'm going to deliver at Grey Nuns like I had delivered there before. I had that comfort, I guess. Yeah. And I was like, I remember the drive with my So I was like, no, I don't want to do a long drive. Like I just want to like get there. Yeah. And I wanted to labor at home as long as possible but I yeah. didn't feel comfortable doing at home so I, it was kind of like hard to decide because I was like oh, yeah I'd love a water birth but oh. I also want to deliver in a hospital so it was, it was hard to decide but my midwife was like you know what With your baby, she's like you might not even make it into the pool so she's like if it was your first I probably encourage you more to deliver at the Royal Alex because she's yeah. like you'll need that drive anyway so she's like, but if you're not like super set on the water birth then you know like just you know like let's just deliver the grain on so I was like perfect so that's kind of like how we decided that right which was a little hard <laughs> yeah I imagine well and it's like a good middle ground too I feel like because yeah the Royal Alex is for sure a longer way 
<laughs> Rose. Awesome. So how was the pregnancy in general? Like you didn't have any complications, ultrasounds, everything looked good. Yeah, no complications, like just healthy pregnancy. Um, and yeah, my last ultrasound would have been at that 20 week mark or yeah. when you would find out the sex if you were. Yeah. And that was my last ultrasound. Um, and yeah, everything was good my whole pregnancy. That's so good. Oh my. So did you have a doula for this birth or was it just you, hubby and midwife? Yeah, I didn't have a doula. It was just myself and my husband. I wanted actually, we had planned to have my, one of my girlfriends, my photographer, because I've always wanted that. And right. my mom was this time going to be in the room um but COVID happened so oh that's a huge part of this story too so yeah how did you find COVID changed your prenatal work it sucks to be honest um I because I was this time around too I was really really concentrating on like self-care in the sense of like maintenance for my body so I was going to acupuncture I was going to massages um like religiously so when yeah. COVID happened it was really unfortunate just because acupuncture is super beneficial at the end of your pregnancy so I was really looking forward to that and actually was helping a lot with my pain yeah that was like I couldn't I could barely sleep because my hips were so bad <sighs> so it took away all those appointments which really sucked um and then yeah, it just, it was very hard mentally to stay in that mental game Mommy. of delivering naturally. Right. And like, everything's going wrong. Like I'm trying this new thing. I'm trying to like vision myself delivering my baby naturally and with, you know, no intervention, but everything is stopped in my mind. I was like, everything's stopping me from wanting to do this because now yeah. I'm getting my acupuncture and my massages. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I was like, <laughs> right. Cause like, yeah. And then a lot of my clients too, like a lot of that stuff you depend on on the end to like maintain your body and ensure that it's prepared to do all the things you can do to get to your birthing goals. And then to yeah. be told that you can't do any of that. Yeah. It really can. Well, it really did throw a lot of kinks in a whole bunch of people's plans. Like, oh yeah, that was a struggle. Yeah, struggle, for struggle. Sure. Oh, was it Rosie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this kid. So, did it change anything in the sense of your prenatal meetings with your midwife? Would you, you like did things go to call? Like you were just doing things on the phone? And yeah, yeah. So, I def. I think it was. I think it was four weeks up to my due date. I only saw her once. Yeah. yeah. Oh my so goodness. I saw her once and then the rest were phone, phone ones. And the reason why I saw her, cause I was like, I want to get a sweep if I'm dilated. So I, yeah. um, I had went in and I was, um, a centimeter dilated. So she gave me a sweep. And then after that, she, she was like, Hey, we'll book an, another appointment, but that appointment would have been past my due date. And I ended yep. up having her on my due date. So oh my God. I only saw her once actually. And at the very end, which usually you see them that yeah. every week or whatever. Yeah. So that was oh my weird. goodness. <gasps> so tell us, a, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. I, I was just going to say, I think it wasn't as stressful for me because it was my second time. Yeah. So I feel 
I feel so much for all the women that it was their first babies. Like I, I, for my mental game where it was at, I couldn't imagine where other women would have been at for their first babies. So like, it's a lot. I know I have, it's nuts. And like, yeah, I have moms do with their first babies. They're coming up in November and yeah, they've, they've struggled a lot with like missing out on all that, like first time pregnancy stuff. Like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's a, I hope it goes away fast. So we can, you know, get to what Rosie, <laughs> you color, I'm coloring kind of, um, so yeah. So tell us about like the weeks leading up to the birth. Like was your, could you feel your body getting ready and changing? Yeah. Yeah. I would say about six weeks before I gave birth my body was like I I 100% thought I was going to go into labor early because I was like this baby's coming this week I said that probably every week because it just this is the week this is yeah it felt I feel like the second time around I just felt everything so much quicker and just more like I just I guess I knew what to feel this time so I felt I was was going through a lot of the symptoms that I had the week of delivering Peter so I was like oh yeah the baby's coming so I'd say six weeks I had like just uh, like a lot of discharge diarrhea pains like I felt like I literally felt like the baby's gonna fall out like I was like this baby is coming now (laughs) like it just I had and like I had massive headaches I had nausea like I had just all these all these things that I remember so well the week of Peter's birth. So yeah. I definitely was feeling like it was soon. But it definitely, I don't know, it, it kept me kind of more motivated to do the things to, you know, help help my labor and delivery so I was like going on lots of walks at that six like six weeks before because I thought I'm like well the baby's coming early <laughs> so I gotta like keep doing my things so walk this baby out yeah I was bouncing a lot I was uh doing lots of walks I was doing like the curb walk I was doing mm-hmm. I forget what that the week of I did that um my midwife gave it like it's like for turning babies but like we weren't turning the baby baby stuff yeah we were doing like to just, like inversions yeah, and like induced labor kind yeah. of actually with those body positions <laughs> yeah so I was doing that I Ryan and I were having sex almost every night like it was yeah. just like I was like let's get this going I'm marinate like, me like <laughs> <laughs> well it sounds like you did a perfect job in regards to getting that baby well right. and my birthday was two days past her due date so I was like I'm not sharing my birthday <laughs> I was being selfish I was like no get out <laughs> then I look at it now I'm like I'm never having my birthday again anyways her birthday was two days before mine right like you might as well just forfeit it right it. yeah so Fine. yeah I was just doing a lot of things naturally to help myself right oh my gosh so the day of what's happening in your world the day of well I woke up had no inkling that this was the day she's gonna be born I took a picture with Peter of my belly and him kissing it and just kind of wrote a little hey it's time to get out baby yeah um posted that on my Instagram I think that was like at 11 o'clock or something that morning 
Um, and I had told my midwife that I, so I did castor oil with Peter. Yep. And he came the next day in the middle of the night. She is so passionate about Peppa Pig. Oh, Peppa Pig, yeah. (laughs) Sorry about that. So we're castor oiling. Yeah, so I had told my midwife if baby wasn't here, um, like, past like at my due date if baby wasn't there yet I was going to be doing castor oil cocktail again she said okay if you decide to do that just give me a call so I called her at like 10 in the morning I was like okay today's the due date baby hasn't came so I'm gonna do the castor oil like (laughs) I I quit I was like mentally I'm like I can't go overdue like this pregnancy is so hard and so I was like well you know what can it hurt like I'm dilated I'm thinning like you know let's give it a shot so I took my casserole I took my casserole at 11 so right after I took this photo with my son took the casserole just kept doing my thing whatever um and it was around oh she told me to call her three hours after I took it so I called her at two and I was like hey she's like anything and I'm like no I don't you know nothing's happening I was like I don't know I don't think it's the day because I definitely noticed things when I took it last time a lot quicker. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I don't think so. Like, I feel absolutely like I feel normal, blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, you can take another dose if you want. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to kind of leave it. If this, if the first dose doesn't work, like I'll, I'll go overdue then. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, okay, yeah, just let me know if anything happens. So I hang up and around like, I think around like two, two forty-five or something, I felt I didn't think I was in labor by any means, but I felt like a little nauseous. And I was like, oh, maybe the castor oil is like just going through me now or something. Yeah. So I felt a little different. But that being said, that whole week I felt different because my body was preparing. So I called my girlfriend, my best friend, and FaceTimed her. And we're just talking. And I was like doing things in my room. And and it was around like Mm 3.15 is when my labor started but I didn't really know it started right so I'm on the phone facetiming her and I was just bouncing because I was like I'm gonna bounce see if this helps like start labor so I'm bouncing with her talking Peter's just doing whatever he's doing and we spoke for like an hour I would say yeah till like 4 15 and I think around maybe four o'clock is when I'm like oh maybe I'm in labor okay hold on I gotta call my midwife so I called my midwife and I was like okay I think I might be in labor but like I don't really know like it doesn't seem I don't know like she's like okay (laughs) and then she's like asking me questions and I'm like yeah like there's contractions but like they're pretty far apart so like maybe it's just like whatever false labor so she's like okay well call me if anything else happens I said okay bye so I called my girlfriend back and this was like four to four fifteen. So in 15 minutes, then I was like pacing and on FaceTime with her. And she's like, I think you're in labor. And I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? (laughs) I don't know. And then within, I don't know, maybe a three minute span, that's when my contractions hit where I couldn't talk like to her while I was having one. She's like, you're having a contraction right now. I can tell because you're not talking to me. And I'm like, yeah, just hold on. So then at 4.15, I was like, okay, I got to go. I'm going to have a bath, you know, to see if like this slows down my labor, to see if like yeah. this is false labor. 
so I'm like I'm just gonna have a bath I'll call you back later she's like okay she was like super excited and I'm like I'm like I'm excited but I'm like I'm not having this baby till tomorrow yeah like you know like so I hang up 415 hits I'm in the bathtub and I'm like oh I gotta get out of this bath like this is sucks like I couldn't sit still I couldn't yeah. like I had to walk yeah and so Ryan came upstairs who works works from home downstairs and I'm like yeah I'm in labor like it's it's happening but like I'm doing okay like and Peter <laughs> Peter at that point had been with me the whole time and then it was almost like a switch flick where I was like I, I can't have Peter around me right now. I need to concentrate because I was yeah. like, you know, he was asking for things and wanted to play. And I was like, ah, I'm like, I need to concentrate. Like, yeah, your patience is like plummeting. Yeah, it was it was really strange how it like literally just like from one minute to the next, I was like, yeah. I think you should just call your parents to come get Peter so like I can just dial myself in. And he's like, oh, yeah. okay. So we called them. They got to our house at 4.30. Um, okay. He went outside, set the car seat up and I'm on the phone with my midwife and I'm like, okay, I'm definitely in labor. Like I can't talk through my contractions right now. Um, they're about, I'd say like three to four minutes apart. She's like, okay, has your water broke? And I was like, no, it hasn't broke. She's like, okay. And like, how are you feeling pain wise? I'm like, yeah, like it's, you know, it's there. Like I'm, I'm breathing through my contractions, but like, it's hard. Um, and then she kind of asked, like, did I use, you know, water to help myself, all the stuff. I was like, yeah, I can't, like, the bath, the shower is doing nothing for me kind of thing. Yeah. And then my water broke. I'm like, oh, okay. While you're on the phone? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my like, gosh. Okay, my water just broke. And it was like, m- like, this actually was movie style. <sighs> like, it was like, boom. And I was soaking. Like, I was like, whoa, okay, yeah. And at that point, I felt like Blake had just, like, fell like it was like yeah. it was almost like she was coming out in that moment and I was like oh okay my yeah my water just broke and she's like okay um yeah I think we should meet at the hospital now and I'm like okay <laughs> great idea so Ryan comes in and I'm like hey babe we gotta go we gotta go to the hospital he's like oh okay like he's like thinking like we just like just started because I just asked him to come up 10 minutes ago and he's like okay yeah okay let's get ready and from that five minutes frame of like grabbing the bag putting new pants on I literally it just like went like crazy like my pain was like Uh, insane yeah I couldn't put my shoes on because I was like struggling so much and I felt like the baby was gonna come out already (laughs) so I was like Brian had to put my shoes on we got into the car and because I was planning to do it naturally this time I had like wrote out some things for Ryan to like be aware of and be ready for like the stages because when I had my epidural I didn't go through all of the stages with the pain right so you know I gave him like at this stage you know I your touch is good at this stage you know rubbing hard or like just things like that at this stage I want my soft you know music on and all this stuff so poor guy we get in the car (laughs) reading reading his cards (laughs) yeah he's, he's trying to put my my relaxing birth playlist on as he's driving he's like which playlist is it I'm like I don't need a playlist this Shut it's okay like, yeah. through the playlist and I'm like just call my parents tell them we're on our way so yeah. he called them told them and leaving the booth to gray nuns is 22 minutes on google maps it says so we're driving and that I would say at the 15 15- so we've been driving, I'd say, for five minutes. 
and then I was in transition like I was like holy crap like something I was like something's happening Ryan and I didn't know like I had read about it but I have never experienced it so I was like I I started like getting really scared because I was like what's happening because it was my body was just doing what it wanted to do this wasn't in the plan (laughs) yeah I was like we're supposed to be at the hospital (laughs) yeah so we called my midwife so she was on bluetooth with us the whole time and she was pretty much she was yelling at me to breathe a certain way because I was bearing down to push because my body just was doing it for me so I literally had my legs straight up in the air crossed and I was holding my crotch because I was like the baby is coming like I can't not allow my body to do this like how am I supposed to do this and (sighs) we finally got into Edmonton which is about five minutes from Edmonton or from the Grey Nun once you get in and I told Ryan I was like you need to call 911 we need like a fire like we need an ambulance because I'm not going to make to the hospital and so he's like asking the midwife should I be doing this and she's like trying to talk me down to like breathing and and I'm like I would honestly say that was like the hardest thing I've ever done was go against what my body your body like it was just like it was crazy how powerful it was Mm. like and I was I had no control in it so that's why I was so like I was like something's wrong like why is this happening I can't control this and so thank god we made it to the hospital um and she was waiting with a wheelchair for me but because there was COVID and this was in like the height of COVID when all the uncertainty there was no answers there's a lot of rules um you get screened right when you walk in and I didn't get screened because I baby was coming out essentially so I got like just rushed right up to um, labor and delivery, but Ryan got stopped to get to get screened. So I'm screaming and crying for him because I'm like terrified. I'm like the baby is coming out. Where's my husband? My midwife is screaming for him to come, but he's like, I can't just leave. He's like held up security. By <laughs> like, oh. So we made it up there. We got into labor and delivery, um, and she had called ahead my midwife and said like I have my you know like Ariel coming in whatever coming in hot like she's yeah coming in hot um so like I got wheeled right into the room and she's like okay you need to get onto the bed and you can push and I was like so terrified to stand up because I was like no the baby will fall out and she and so she essentially like had to like not carry me but it felt like I was being carried yeah <laughs> to make me feel okay with standing up yeah so I got I literally just got off got on the bed and I was screaming for them to take my pants off because I was like the baby's like I had this fear that the baby was like gonna suffocate in my pants like the things you think of while you're like yeah pushing a baby out so the <laughs> nurse is helping my midwife and my midwife's backup wasn't there yet um so the nurse was helping and I started pushing and within like a couple seconds my midwife realized baby was breached because at that point I was crowning already when I was in the mm-hmm. hot like so it was very crazy and so I knew what breach meant but I never I don't know I've never experienced and none of my friends had ever delivered a breech baby they've all had sections who have breech babies right. so I'm thinking 
like I immediately, it almost felt like everything had stopped and I didn't feel any pain anymore because I was just so scared. So I was, I was like, what do you mean breach? And she's like, the baby's breach. So then a whole crew came in. There was probably at least 10 people in our room. Ryan and your husband here. is not in here yet. No, no. Oh my Ryan's God. Still not there. I'm, I'm screaming for Ryan crying. Cause I'm, I've, I was terrified at this. Yeah. Point. And I'm thinking like, how are they supposed to do an emergency C-section when the baby's already coming out? Like I didn't, I couldn't understand it all. Like I yeah. was like, and then I'm thinking people don't deliver breech babies vaginally anymore. So like, is my baby going to die? Like I literally had all these emotions and thoughts in my yeah. head in like a span of like one minute. Yeah. And so an OB ended up coming in because my, my midwife's backup wasn't there. So she couldn't deliver. So the OB, all the nurses came in um, and it was actually, unfortunately, very, not a very good experience in the sense of um, midwives aren't as um, known at the Grey Nuns yet. Yeah compared to the Royal Alex. So the nurses were actually quite rude to my midwife. Like super dismissive to her, like. Um, that, but like questioning her, like there was like, and I'm, I'm laying right there, like baby's crowning and, and the nurse, there was a couple nurses like yelling at my midwife. How, how could she not know this? How, when was her last ultrasound? Like, how do you not know this baby was breached? Like you guys were going to deliver at home, like pretty much just accusing us of things. And I was like, what the hell is happening? Like, this is not the time to have these yeah, conversations. I was like, I'm terrified and bawling my eyes oh. out. So unfortunately that part really sucks because I will say I've had, I had a really good experience with my son at Grey Nuns, but I think it was just the whole midwives are very new at the Grey Nuns. And so like, it just wasn't a good, it was such a fast, like, this is what needs to be done. And so there was no like teamwork yet because there's, there's no time to like even like have a conversation. So it, it was about, I, I think it maybe it was like two minutes and all of that was happening. And so then the OB, he, I thought I wasn't breathing. So I was so scared. So I had one nurse yelling at me to breathe, Ariel, you need to breathe. And my midwife is like holding my hand saying, Ryan's coming soon. And I'm like, holy crap, there's 10 people in here. And then the OB, out of all the people, though, I will say he, he was extremely calm. I didn't feel scared when, like, he talked to me. Like, he was like, okay, let's do this. And I was like, oh, you seem relaxed. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's do this. So he then finally, Ryan got in the room, like, I kid you not, right before I pushed. And I pushed one push and baby was delivered. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> and she got put on my chest right away which was really nice because I, I like thought she would be taken really like quite fast. Yeah. So she got put on my chest and it was just like a crazy rush of emotions. Obviously I was in a lot of shock. So, and then they took her to the table and the NICU checked her out and made sure she was okay and, and everything. And yeah, she was, she was perfect. And she wasn't in great position long at all. Cause she has no, she's like literally no signs of on her body that she was in like the breach position. That she had been there a while. No, she flipped somehow <laughs> at the very end with no Recently. room. It doesn't make sense. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So oh my was, gosh. Was, so was she like just like Frank breach, like butt cheeks first? Yeah. Or she, okay. Yeah. 
because I, I didn't wow. quite believe them when they said like she's breached so I had I put my hand down there and I'm like holy shit those are butt those cheeks. Aren't, that's not a head that's not a head <laughs> those are little crazy. butt cheeks. yeah yeah so it was very very what an experience mm-hmm. it was extremely um surreal it was very I was in a lot of shock because I also thought I was having a boy like I was very adamant it was a boy (laughs) so to have like my two two hour and 15 minute labor and delivery and then to have a breech baby and then for it to be a girl like I was just like where am I (laughs) what's happening (laughs) I need a cigarette no I'm just kidding (laughs) yeah yeah oh my god it was it was it was pretty, um, it was amazing. Like, it was just like, I, I wouldn't have changed a thing. (laughs) Like, it was just so incredible, but it was, it was terrifying though. Like, I'm not saying like everyone should have a breach delivery. Nope. I wouldn't say that, but I definitely like, yeah, totally. It's possible. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. My gosh. And so like, what does your husband say from his perspective of watching his mother like wife crowning a kid and running off to (laughs) whoops sorry so yeah like what was his how was he feeling um he I think he was he was more or less like just so like he he kept telling me how proud he was of me because he's I think a lot of it when he sees the fear like how scared I was and like how strong essentially I had to be because I didn't have a choice but to like you know keep going yeah I think that was the proudest moment he kind of said to me that he's like you just did it and you just like it's like you you know were made to do this and I'm like well I am but I he was really proud and he was very very like shocked too because he's like I didn't think that you could have a labor that fast and I was like I didn't either because <laughs> I've never this was not no planned <laughs> had a labor that fast so I was like I was like I didn't either and he so he was more or less like holy crap that was crazy cool and like he's very like um he's very fascinated with the whole process too which I think is super cool like he just he like he'll he looks at the placenta he's down there looking he's like he's just very into it too so that's so cool he he definitely made it clear that he was very proud of me and that it was very scary he definitely said he's really happy that we didn't deliver at home because he said he thinks he wouldn't have been able to handle himself that well if that did happen at home yeah and I was like that's fair enough like that would have been for how scared we did feel it it definitely would have I think it would have been a lot more fear came over us if we were at home right Um, but he definitely yeah he he did amazing like (laughs) for how imagine driving someone who's in transition and telling you to call 911 (laughs) yeah like no (laughs) oh I can't hear you oh oh She's, go find your Barbie and I'll put your, the dress on her. She's in your playroom. Oh, oh my God. The marshmallows have run out. 
That's so funny. So how would you say your postpartum recovery was with delivering a breech baby? Like, was there a lot of, did you tear differently? Like, how was that recovery? In um, I would say it was definitely, like, my recovery seemed 10 times better than oh, cool. my first. Like, I physically felt way um not in as much pain I tore the like I had a second degree like Peter so, um but it was just a very very small tear um yeah the OB had said so I definitely felt like yeah it was just a lot different like I didn't feel like I was in near as much pain <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I didn't feel in near as much pain I was like a lot more um able to be like walking or like walking around it would just didn't bother me sitting didn't bother me near as much like it just was a whole new world that way and to be honest that was probably one thing that I was not looking forward to is the postpartum period I really yeah. really didn't like in like I don't want to say not enjoy because it's a hard it's a different hard and mm -hmm. for me, I was in quite a bit of pain with Peter after. So, and I bled quite a bit with Peter as well. Like even right after delivery, I, I uh, had a lot of bleeding. So yeah, it just, it was crazy to think that, yeah, I delivered breach and I, my healing was way better. Um, I was going on a walk like a week I think it was like maybe six days or something after I had her. And I was like, I don't think I even went on a walk four weeks after having Peter. Right? Oh <laughs> so, my gosh. yeah, it was just way different. And I, I think a part of it too is like, you know what to expect the second time around. You know, you're just a little more prepared for that part of it. Right. Um, but yeah, physically, I felt 10 times better than I did the first time. <sighs> you're just a superhuman that is just the coolest well, and like I try to like encourage clients to like you know babies can go breach they can go breach for like a lot of reasons some like or they don't even need a reason they just can yeah. kind of they have the room for it they can do it so um that being said like it is very much possible to deliver breach babies with confident doctors with yeah, confident people sure. so sure. um and there is those options in the city too there's a few very good doctors that are very confident in doing it would take that on so yeah yeah for sure oh my gosh yeah. so would you say you were very well supported during your pregnancy and your birth with your midwife and everything like yeah oh yeah for sure I definitely my pregnancy like for how challenging it was for me that support was super crucial um yeah. like she made it clear like I could call her whenever I needed which was like that's cool yeah <laughs> and like for everyone too like midwives they they they're with you for the full six weeks yeah. of postpartum there it's not just see you at six weeks it's yeah. I'm keeping close contact with you throughout that six weeks yeah so, so I felt I felt like very very well taken care of and afterwards um afterwards it was just so, it was very nice to not have to leave my house like day two she came to me and um unfortunately Blake was jaundiced so I had to go yeah. back to the hospital 
Um, but even after going back to the hospital and coming back home, my midwife came to me, I think three days in a row to continue to monitor her, to make sure her jaundice kind of stayed where it was supposed to be and like continue to get better. And so like, that was just really nice to know because you know, John, like being jaundice is like very common, but it's also nerve wracking because I, I didn't want to go back to the hospital again. It was, an, I couldn't bring my, like my husband couldn't come with me. I was two days postpartum. So I had to walk in with my bag, her bag, a car seat and carry that by myself and go and stay in a room locked by myself with my baby that I couldn't hold. So right. it was like, it was just a really really shitty time to be in the hospital because of COVID but luckily I knew a girl who um, worked at the Grey Nuns as a nurse in postpartum unit and she came and sat with me for an hour and just talked and I was like I was literally like this is so nice like you have no idea how much this means to me because (sighs) this process has been so disconnected with the people that you know you expected to be around and stuff so even just that the hospital was great postpartum wise like that was really nice and just yeah having my midwife come to me and making sure like going out of her way to just you know keep checking on Blake to make sure making sure her levels were good and stuff was like super just made you feel like she like not that you know other people don't care but really makes you feel like that personal connection like really does matter because she just has more of that you know she wants to make sure that that Blake's doing okay and where she's supposed to be so I felt like that was really really nice so good and feeding journey um how has that been going are you breastfeeding bottle feeding uh so I breastfed for four months with her and then I switched to formula um breastfeeding for me personally I don't love yeah I'm really really heavy chested so it's really I can't, I don't have the luxury of just like holding my baby with one arm and they're breastfeeding. I have to like hold my boobs so she can breathe and like, it just, and I have yeah. back problems from my boobs and like, there's yeah. just like a lot of factors that way. And I don't, I will say this time around, I did feel a little bit more of a connection to breastfeeding Blake yeah. um, because that was my only time one-on-one I got with her. Because mm-hmm. like we have two, that toddler is, you know, 24-7 with you. So that was kind of like yeah. a downtime for Blake and I, which I really did appreciate. And like, yeah. it was special that way. But yeah, breastfeeding has never been like my, I don't love it. Um, I wish I did. Oh, and <laughs> that's I, fair. And like, I think that's so important for people to hear too. Like, I'm so much like, I'm more important, like worried about people's mental health in regards to breastfeeding rather than like yeah having people think, feel like they I, have to do anything yeah yeah totally and I think that's a big part for me is I'm super conscious of my mental health so I know when I need to change something or what I need in the sense of like I knew at four months I was like okay I think I'm good now and and like, yeah. I feel good enough about my my choice and you know like I'm proud of myself and so I think for me in that sense that's like I'm okay with it like and she that's does huge and you should be so proud of that too because like a lot of people I feel like struggle with that and so they end up in dark places where they not necessarily have to be but they don't know yeah. any other way out 
Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. So what is like your golden nugget that you give moms for advice? So um to be honest, I I am totally if I'm talking to a woman who especially if it's their first, yeah, I encourage the go with the flow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just anything can happen. And just to be okay with it. Um with both of my labors and deliveries, I never went in with a super strong plan. I just went in with that vision. And I also I just make it like, I just want them to know that like birth is very magical in a way and very, very, very hard and very yeah. um, scary sometimes. But it's incredible what our bodies are capable of. So just kind of let your body do what it wants to do and don't don't uh I think a big thing for women nowadays is that guilt so I kind of just say don't let anyone make you feel guilt for whatever decision you decide for some reason as much as there's so much talk about like empowering women and and like you know let's all be there together and we're all in this together it almost seems like there's just more judgment and guilt to moms so I kind of I just hope that I can like give that to a mom who's about to have a baby to just, you know, be okay with her decisions and feel confident with them and, and just go with the flow because you can be me. That's and all you a, can do. Reach baby. And you just definitely wouldn't think that. <laughs> You'll just roll with it. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, I am so glad you came on today. I'm so grateful you came on today and shared your story. because. Oh, I just like, again, I think it's so important for like people to hear these stories because again, like ideally not everyone's delivering vaginal birth, but I think it's cool for people to hear that it is possible and in the right scenarios, it can be safe and it can be just as good as an option as any other. So (gasps) yeah, I've thank you so much for asking me. I definitely felt like, um, I was a little emotional just because I was like, I haven't got to share a lot because of COVID like I've I I do a lot online like with my social media platform but I just Blake Blake didn't get that celebration like a lot of other yeah get to when they don't get delivered during COVID so right it makes me feel like I'm you know bragging about my girl and And you are and you should be because like frig no you're amazing and you're so so powerful and Thank you so much. So yeah, so um, if anybody has any questions at all, I'm sure um, Ariel has no problem answering any questions for anybody and you can just reach out to me or reach out to her. I will take her Instagram and everything in there below after this recording. <laughs> Rosie, what are you doing? Um, and you guys can get in touch with her. But again, yeah, thank you great. so much for coming on. Little Rosie, aerobics you're, in the background. You're so weird. <laughs> okay, you have a good day. Yeah, you say too. bye, Rosie. So bye. See you. <laughs>Thank you so much, Ariel, for coming on today and sharing your incredible birth story of your daughter, Blake. If you guys would like to get connected with Ariel, I will leave her Instagram handle and blog page below so you can find her. 
If you are interested in sharing your birth story with us, just head over to my Facebook and Instagram page where you will be able to find the information to submit your story. Make sure you join us next week for another incredible birth story from women right here in our communities. See you next time.